Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Rudy Valley, W.C. Fields, Fred Allen, Mae West, Carol Lombard, Clark Gable, Donna Michi, Mary Pickford, Nelson Eddy, Charles Lawton, as we salute Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy have been radio stars since the mid-30s, and they continue to be heard on the air to this day. Of course, now they're doing radio commercials. This sketch is from one of their programs in 1944, featuring Rudy Valley. Are you sure this is Rudy Valley's office? Oh, it must be. There's a picture of Rudy Valley looking at a picture of Rudy Valley. <laughs> Excellent, sir. Rudy Valley. Will everybody rise, please? Welcome, your crooner <laughs> Mr. Valley, we came to talk to you about your radio program. Yes, awfully good, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's not that so much. Just what are you fellows doing here? Well, I'm a ventriloquist. A what? A ventriloquist. I talk through my stomach. That's nothing. I sing through my nose. <laughs> Acrobats, jugglers, now ventriloquists. I'd have everything thrown at me. Even grapefruit. <laughs> Oh, this is a thankless job. I spend my days and nights looking for talent, high and low. Oh, why don't you hire us? I hadn't intended to look that low. <laughs> well, we promised to work hard. Well, are you reliable? You boys don't drink, do you? No, drink we hardly eat. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a chance on you anyway, against my better judgment. Oh, thank you, Mr. Valley, thank you. I deeply appreciate your generosity. Oh, stop licking his hand off. <laughs> Now, Mr. Valley, uh, what about money? Oh, that's all right. You won't have to pay me anything. W.C. Fields was always a welcome guest on the Bergen-McCarthy program, and I'm going to prove it right now as we hear one of their great comedy routines. Oh, hello, Edgar. If it isn't, up you see. The original half-man, half-nose way. <laughs> Well, Charlie McCarthy, the woodpecker's pinup boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, Edgar, it's touching to see your affection for the little nipper. It strikes a tender chord in my heart. Oh, thank you, Bill. You know, I thought you didn't like children. Oh, not at all, Edgar. I love children. <laughs> I can remember when with my own little... Unsteady legs, I toddle from room to room. When was that, last night? <laughs> Quiet, Wormwood, or I'll whittle you down to a coat hanger. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Charles, is it true your father was a gate-leg table? If it is, your father was under it, all right. Why, you stunted spruce? 
I'll throw a Japanese beetle on you. <laughs> Why, you barfly, you? I'll stick a lick in your mouth and use you for an alcohol lamp. <laughs> and now here's Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy introducing a sketch they did with comedian Fred Allen. Charlie, I want you to know that I haven't forgotten that you once advertised for another ventriloquist. Yeah, I advertised in the Hobo News, and Fred Allen showed up. Uh, pardon me, are you Mr. McCarthy? Uh, yes, yes, I am, yes. I saw your ad in the Hobo News, and I've come to see about the job. Yeah, well, frankly, you look like the kind who will answer an ad for a ventriloquist, yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with your eyes? Do, do they have fallen arches? <laughs> I just wear my jowls high. <laughs> you... <laughs> you may have heard of me, Mr. McCarthy. My name is Fred Allen. Yeah, the name is familiar. You aren't wanted, are you? <laughs> no. Well, tell me this. Are you... Are you new in radio? New? Why, bless you, my little ma'am. I was in radio when you were just a gleam in an acorn's eye. That's, uh, that's very amusing. I thought so. Tell me, Mr. Allen, you, you haven't been working much lately, have you? No, uh, I've been taking it uh, easy, Mr. McCarthy. After my many years of success in radio, I had something to fall back on. Mm -hmm. And now you've decided to get up off it. <laughs> Mr. Allen, me splitting with Bergen is a drastic step. But, Mr. McCarthy, what radio needs today is new faces. Yeah, well, if you can get one, come back and I'll talk to you. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Bergen is no Adonis, you know. He has the profile of an avocado. You know, there's something about you I like. You know, I think I can do great things for you. Well, tell me, Mr. McCarthy, when we work together... Will I ever get any laughs? Well... Maybe just one little chuckle? Maybe. Oh, sir, you are a prince. <laughs> Let me kiss the hem of your tuxedo. It's a tailcoat. <laughs> I shall throw you the kiss. <laughs> yes, you think... about to become a straight man for a talking shoe tree. What about the art of ventriloquism? Can you throw your voice? Well, not exactly throw it. I let it slide gently down one nostril and bank it off the other nostril. I make it the hard way. Well, Charlie, what's going on here? Well, I can tell you better what's going off here. Well, if it isn't Fred Allen, say, I'm glad to see you, Fred. Well, hello, Edgar. Say, how does it seem to take a long vacation? You'll find out, brother. <laughs> they remember, Edgar, back in our vaudeville days when we played that split week at McKee's Port? Yes. Say, remember that silly girl who used to work in your act? Oh, boy, was she dumb, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever happened to her? I married her. <laughs> you can take your foot out of it now, Bergen. <laughs> Oh, he won't take offense? Why, it's always made me feel proud to count Fred as one of my friends. 
Well, you can get ready for a recount now, brother. <laughs> See, what are you hinting at? Well, you may not know it, but from now on, you're doing a single, Bergen. Hey, friend? That's right, partner. <laughs> now, just a minute, Fred. Surely you wouldn't do this to an old friend? I sure would, stranger. <laughs> Mae West is a legend in her own time, and this legend more than once was a guest on the Bergen-McCarthy program. Wow. Oh, hello, short, dark, and handsome. Hello, tall, blonde, and terrific. <laughs> Say, Charlie, do you smell that perfume? Yeah. Isn't it ravishing? Yes, it is. It's ravishing. It's weakening. So help me, I'm swooning. <laughs> what is it? Why, it's my favorite perfume, Ashes of Men. Uh-oh. <laughs> ashes of Men? Holy smoke. <laughs> She's not going to make a cinder out of me. <laughs> Charlie, why don't you walk out on Bergen? What's holding you? Well, he is. <laughs> Oh, you look pretty good to me, Charlie. Come here. But I thought you only liked tall men. Oh, that was my last year's model. This year I'm on a diet. Oh, so that's it. You're on a diet. Yes. Tell me, Miss West, have you ever found the one man in your life that you could really love? Yes. Sure, lots of times. Oh, I <laughs> Could you even like Mr. Bergen? Well, I'm liable to take him away from you. Then what do you say? Well, if you take Bergen away, I'm speechless. I <laughs> You ain't afraid I'll do you wrong. Well, now that you ask, I... Oh, you're afraid I'll do you right. Well, I'm slightly confused. I need time for that one, May. <laughs> That's all right. I like a man what takes his time. Well. <laughs> I'm not feeling very well tonight. I've been so nervous lately. I think I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Wait, there I go. Oh. <laughs> So, good time Charlie's going to play hard to get. Are you? I've got a reputation at stake. No man walks out on me. They might carry them out, but they never walk out of me. I'm mad about you. I love you. I've acted like a fool. That wasn't acting. Come here. I'll show you how to act. Oh, but May, May, don't be so rough. To me, love is peace and quiet. That ain't love. That's sleep. Doctor, I have a problem. Just lie down on the couch and tell me about oh, it. Oh, it's not that type of problem. I understand. Are you feeling insecure? Oh, no. With a $15,000 SGLI policy, I have security for me and my family. For only two fifty-five dollars a month, SGLI makes financial burdens easy to take. Upset about the future? No. With SGLI, I face the future confidently. And with the new 15% reduction in rates, SGLI is a better investment than ever. Then why are you here? Well, Doc, I have a little pain in my right arm. I think I might have thrown it out when we were playing. Motion picture star Carol Lombard once appeared as a guest on the program, and Charlie loved every minute of it. What would you think of someone who said sweet things to you, who made you fall in love with him and discarded you like a broken toy? What happened to that undying love? I guess it died. I don't know. <laughs> you're a You're a destroyer of faith. You, you... Do you know what it means to sit home alone? It means there's nobody with you. Eh? <laughs> you know... You know, night after night, I call you, called you, and, and you'd never talk to me. How could I? Bergen wasn't at home. <laughs> you know, the, the lonely, lonely hours, listening to the clock ticking away. Yeah. Talk, tick, talk, tick, talk, tick. Talk, tick. How does it strike, Uku? <laughs> <laughs> You know, darling, wherever I look, I see you. 
I look into the fireplace. Oh, no, not there. Not in the fireplace, please. No. No, no. Believe me, everywhere I look, I see your face. Have you really missed me that much, Carol? Missed you? Oh, I've tried so many ways to forget you. Name four. <laughs> well, I, I play golf, and I go on yachting parties, uh -huh. I take skiing trips, and I go to the theater, uh -huh. and yet I miss you. Yeah, well, you certainly have a good time missing me, I think. <laughs> oh, but when I, when I dance with somebody else, I always imagine it's you, and when I kiss someone else, I always imagine it's you. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun together, I imagine. <laughs> You know, I was wasting away for the love of you. For a while, I was sure I was going mad. But, oh, but thank heavens, I'm comforted by my elixir of herbs. Oh, who is this guy, elixir? Has he got money? No, no, darling, you don't understand. Elixir of herbs is my tonic. You know, I sit in my room with a bottle of tonic by my side. Uh -huh. And yet, I, though I know you're not there, well, wherever I look, I see you sitting yeah. on the chandelier, yeah. standing on the ceiling. Do you know what I think? No, but I think you better go easy on a tonic. That's what... <laughs> now, that excerpt was done in 1941, at the time Carol Lombard was married to superstar Clark Gable. Not long after, Mr. Gable showed up on the program to the consternation of Charlie. So you're Charlie McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're Clark Gable. Huh? <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, I'm Edgar Bergen. So what? <laughs> Between us, Charlie, to what do you attribute your great success as a Casanova? Will you tell me? Well, now, I really... I, oh, I, come on, Charlie. Oh, I don't come on, know. Now. Come on, you can be frank with me. Yes, I know, but does Gobble tell Dietrich? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it a secret, Charlie. Uh -huh. I'll tell you what I'll do. If you tell me your system, I'll tell you mine. Of course, I'm giving more than I'm getting here. <laughs> but I'm so generous. Yes, yes, of course. Now, how do you operate? <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlie, now, my method is, uh, it's quieter. Dinner invitations and romantic speeches. Uh-huh. I still say personality is the answer. Now, I'll call Dorothy Lamore over, and when, and when I smile in her eyes, watch her swoon. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do that, Charlie, and I'll show you how I take her away from you. Gentlemen, uh, is this a private contest? Oh. Why, no. Have you anything to contribute, Mr. Eddy? Yes, I have. You, you, you've forgotten the most important of all systems. Huh? A song is the way to a woman's heart. All right, Nelson. We'll give you a chance to prove it. Well, now, fellows, I'll show you the difference between winning a girl and making a fool of yourself. <laughs> oh, Dottie. Yes, Charlie. Mr. Eddie has something to say to you. Dorothy, do, do you enjoy the old love songs? Yes, I do, Nelson. I think they're beautiful. Well, I, I have only this to say. Just a song at twilight when the lights are low. That's very lovely, Nelson. But don't strain your voice. Oh, may I, may, may I sing the rest of it to you when we, when we go out this evening? I'm sorry, Nelson, not this evening. Uh, what do you do for an encore, Nelson? Why don't you mail her a copy of the song? <laughs> All right, batter up, Mister Gable. Next, <laughs> Dorothy, your eyes are alight with the dark beauty of the ages. Thank you, Clark. You walk like a goddess. Come down amongst men. Thank you, Clark. Will you join me for dinner tonight? 
No, thank you, Clark. Not this evening. <laughs> the score is nothing to nothing. <laughs> and it's the last half of the ninth. Home run the coffee coming up. Dottie, darling. Yes, Charlie, dear. <laughs> Tell the gentleman why you wouldn't go out with him this evening. Because I have a date, Charlie, darling. <laughs> with Edgar Bergen. Wow. <laughs> Don Amici was the announcer on the show for many years. He also appeared as Mr. Gazzolo. Here's one of their memorable sketches. Mr. Bergen, I want you to meet my legal representative, Donaldo Amicciolo Gazzolo. How do you do, Gazzolo? Shut up. Remember, Bergen, from now on, anything you say is going to be held against me. What's the meaning of all this? Bergen, I summon up with a kiss. You pay my climate to Charlie McCarthy only 50 cents a week. That's not enough. That's not enough. No. My climate to Charlie McCarthy's got to have a $1 a week, right? Right. You want to settle? All right. You don't want to settle? We settle you. You mean you're going to press this suit? We're pressing this suit that we sponge you out. Begging, oh. <laughs> we're going to take you to the cleaners. That's what we're going to do. Well, gentlemen, I'm willing to give Charlie a dollar a week on one condition. Uh-oh. Make a note of this, Gazzolo. Yeah. Yeah. Be it mutually agreed that payment shall be made pro rata, part-time... Part payment uh, per year, per week, per day. Per prosperous rascals. Hey, look, Charlie, what's he talking about? Well, I don't know. Before entering this agreement, you both admit that you are of sound mind and body. Shut up. That's your relatives, Matilda and Inkwood Speakers. He knows his law. Yeah. Gentlemen, have you reached a decision? I think we passed it. Yes. Well, let me clear this up a little bit. Yeah, just say yes or no. Yeah, all right. Well, what I mean is this. If Charlie is to work six days out of seven, he would then receive six-sevenths of a dollar, or 85 and five-sevenths of a cent. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah, five-sevenths of a dollar is 52 weeks a year. Yeah, uh, 12 months. Uh, On a leap year is one day more. Let me see. How many days in a dollar? No, I didn't know. <laughs> Can't squeeze them in the sand, you know? Yeah, you know what I'm going to do is... You carry two. You carry two. Uh, you carry one and I'll carry one. <laughs> oh, three. Uh, uh, look, Charlie, what do you got? I got a headache. Say, <laughs> hey, do you think we got a chance, Gazzolo? Hey, you don't have to worry, kid. If we lose into the lower court, we're going to push him up to the higher court. Yeah, and if we lose then? Then we push him up to the highest court. That's all right, then. Yeah, but if we lose then... Well, then we push it... Uh, we lose. <laughs> One of the most famous silent screen stars, Mary Pickford, was a guest on the Bergen McCarthy Show in the late 30s. This clip is a collector's item. Hello, Charlie, my dear boy. I'm so glad to see you again. Do you really know who I am? <laughs> of course I do. Oh. I just want you to know how very much I've enjoyed your carefree wit. Oh, my wit, eh? Well, meet my other half here, <laughs> Mr. Bergen. <laughs> How do you do? Well, really, Miss Pickford, I do very little, but I do try to make a gentleman of Charlie. He handles the truth rather carelessly. He was giving us a tall story about having met you in India. Yeah, well, it was... I was all, Charlie, how could you say a thing like that? Oh. India, indeed. Now, you know very well it was Baden-Baden. Oh. And let me see. And then again in Pango-Pango. Of course, of course. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I get it. Double talk, huh? <laughs> oh, 
come, come. Let's talk about those days. Won't you sit down, Miss Pickford? Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, but where? Well, Bergen's other knee, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just use them around here to sit on. Yeah, really. <laughs> Did you have a pleasant trip uh, from Honolulu and the China Clipper, Miss Pickford? One of the most glorious adventures of my life, Charlie. Uh, I was perfectly fascinated by the instruments on the China Clipper. Oh, it's all very simple. I have some of them on my plane, too, you know. Mm -hmm. And all those various levers, too. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Everyone. I'm a lover of levers. Yes. I have a lever for oil, a lever for the gasoline, a calves lever. Oh, no, I don't know. And a lever for coffee. Mm. Now, Charlie, coffee doesn't make airplanes go. No, but it keeps Bergen and me going. <laughs> Another Charles was a guest with Charlie one night. Remember Charles Lawton? Hello, Charles. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lawton, as you probably remember, we, we didn't hit it off so very well last time. No, we didn't. Oh. But we uh, both behaved rather badly. Uh, yes, yes, we did, yes. But, but you were particularly nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Just apologize, please. Oh, yes, apologize. Very well, Mr. Lawton. I apologize for what I said the last time. Well, that's uh, very generous of you, Charlie. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'll go even further than that, Mr. Lawton. I'll apologize for what I'm going to say to you today. No, no. <laughs> start again, because I, I, I mean, I, no, I, I... I don't blame you at all, no, Charlie. I, I think you're missing a great opportunity. Oh, I'll get him. I'll... No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, I mean... Oh, this whole thing is starting wrong. Your friendship with Mr. Lawton might have developed into one of those famous, well, as famous as Miles Standish and Captain John Smith. Damon and Pythias. Yeah. Chase and Sanborn. Oh, shut up with that stuff. See, he started. He starts it all the time. Mr. Lawton. Yes. Yeah, yes, old boy. Is it, uh, is it true, Mr. Lawton, that you played the hunchback of Notre Dame without any makeup? Sorry, but look here, Bergen, I can't stop here. I can't do anything with him. You're welcome to him. I thank you, thank you. And as for you, I'm sorry you ever met me. Hope I never see you again. It's a date. Oh, <laughs> Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who take for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of worship and religion. Every American has the right to worship in the church of his choice, the right to embrace the religion which best serves his spiritual needs. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.